0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, friends. This is Paul Hudrick, community producer for Liberty Ballers, and I am taking you on the Sixers beat. And listen, I guess we have to talk about Game 5. I don't want to talk about Game 5. Tuesday night, the Sixers just get absolutely crushed in Miami, and. My first thought is, what the hell is it with Sixers six game fives? We remember last year, they blow an enormous lead against the Hawks, lose game five, win game six, go on to lose that series in seven games, and I hate to say it, but this series feels like we're in a kind of similar pattern to that, and a similar pattern to a couple years ago against Toronto, where it's just dropping game five in embarrassing fashion, coming back to win game six, and then losing in seven. I just... It's hard to have confidence that this team can go into Miami and win a basketball game. Conversely... Can Miami come into Philadelphia and win a game six? I have my doubts about that. I I like the Sixers tomorrow as far as the series. I'm not so sure. But... We do have to talk a little bit about Game 5, and Doc Rivers talked a lot about it today and an availability at the practice, uh, practice facility in Camden. It, it's funny because he was asked a lot about adjustments and asked a lot about kind of what the Sixers can do differently, and the only thing he really had is they could be more physical and they could show more effort, and it's hard to argue with that because I thought in game 5 they couldn't get into anything offensively they just looked like they were standing around five guys standing around defensively pretty much the same Miami got whatever they wanted uh clearly you know a guy like Max Struce hitting more shots that helps that helps a lot Victor Oladipo gave him some nice minutes but overall you could just it, it felt like Miami had their way on both ends of the floor um they they made some adjustments to be sure and good adjustments. Eric Spolscher made some good adjustments. The one the way they defended and beat, I thought made a lot of sense. Fronting him with Bam out of bio. Bam's one of the best, most athletic defensive bigs in the game. You have him front him and then show help. Uh, whether it's, you know, PJ Tucker or Jimmy Butler leaking from their 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 man off the wing and kind of showing that double and daring everyone else to beat you. It's similar to what the Toronto Raptors did. It's we're going to dare everyone else on the Sixers to beat us. And in game five, it worked brilliantly. Even though Joel Embiid is not Joel Embiid, which we will get into a little bit um, here in a minute, but it's clear that the. And not to say it wasn't their focus in games three and four, but clearly, even more so, it was. We just can't even let Joel be touch the basketball because that's how their entire offense works. And it's true. It is how the entire Sixers offense works. Uh, what Doc Rivers can clearly do to adjust to that. And you saw it somewhat in the second half is getting, getting Embiid the ball more around the elbows and in different spots, uh, running some different actions. You know, those double drags work so well in game four. And I felt like you didn't see a ton of that in, in game five. I, I don't know what the meaning of that was. I, uh, Tyrese Maxey just choosing, not choosing, I shouldn't say it like that, that's a poor choice of words, but just having his worst game of the postseason at the worst possible time, that doesn't help, Uh, you know, James Harden coming off his best game of the postseason, and then, I I don't want to say he laid an egg, because actually in the first half, he was their offense, he scored 10 points and had 4 assists, and no one else even showed up, so... I don't want to pin it all on James Harden, although yes, clearly James Harden could have been much better. The whole team could have been much better. Um, That is for damn sure. And I I thought Doc's comments were pretty telling. Like, you know, he talked about Jimmy Butler and and what they can do to kind of stop him. and, And it was basically, you know, the answer was not that there was an adjustment to be made, but they just needed to play better on him. Like they're not even doing what the game plan is. And this is the quote from Doc today. He said, we would love us to run our defense the right way first. That always helps in coaching. You're watching the tape and it's like, man, if we had executed this, maybe we would have guarded it a bit better. It's hard to make a change when you're not doing the original way right first. And so we have to fix that first and then we'll be ready for the second part. I know there's a lot of people that don't care for Rock, for Doc Rivers and, and I get a lot of that negativity. I get why a lot of people are not thrilled with the job he has done this season, but I don't think he's wrong here. Like they didn't do anything like you can talk about adjustments and things he can do differently. And and there are certainly many things he can do differently. But in game five, they just they never even had a chance. Like it didn't matter what the game plan was like they didn't execute anything. So it's hard for me to think that. There was something else that Doc could have done in that game that would have flipped a switch that they could have adjusted and just it would have changed everything. And on top of that, I, I, I mean, it. If you want to be critical and say like, ah, well, Doc didn't have them ready, like they they weren't they weren't mentally ready for Game Five. Okay, you can say that. I'm not gonna say that. These are NBA players. James Harden is 32 years old. He's been around the block. Danny Green has three rings. Tobias Harris has been here a couple times before. These are not, you know, Joel Beat has been here before. These are not young guys. These are guys that have, that, that have taken on these challenges, that have been in big games like this, and that knew what they were getting into. They, you know, they have to know the historical significance of game fives when the series is tied at 2-2, and they flat out didn't show up. And I don't, to me, that's not on the coach. That's on the players for not doing so. Um, again, if you want to blame Doc feel free um and and uh, of course, doc is not absolved of blame entirely though everyone played a part in this loss it it was a it was a bad bad loss, but we gotta move on. we gotta move on to game six in Philadelphia Thursday night. I expect them to come out with a lot more effort, I expect them to be a lot better than they were in game five. I do expect them to run their offense a little bit better, but i do i do. Except, and I, I do agree with the idea that, you know, the the end of Game 4, James Harden basically bailed them out. They weren't very good execution-wise at the end of Game 4. That was just really elite shot-making by James Harden. And that's, you can't, it's very clear, you can't count on that every night, right? Like, you just can't. And you can't count on that from anybody every night. Like, Joel Embiid is not healthy. Tyrese Maxey's been up and down. Tobias Harris. Also, up and down, and not, you know, the guy you necessarily went with the ball in your hands late in games. James Harden, up and down. So you can't, there's no guy where you can just be like, okay, like our our shot making will get us through. Um, There have been moments, there have been stretches. I I thought in game four again, I thought, you know, the third, the the fourth quarter, we talked a lot about that stretch without Joel Embiid on the floor and, and how good they were. And part of that was because James Harden and Tyrese Maxey simply made really tough shots. They they created and made shots um, for the offense when Joel Embiid was off the floor. Uh, you can't rely on that, though. Like, you, you need to run your offense and, and get good, easier shots off of player and ball movement, and then that should be your last resort. Like, that's how you get, you know, that that's when your offense fails, that's when you get, you know, that's when you need... You know, Tyrese Maxey, go get me a bucket. James Harden, go get me a bucket. Not, you know, it, but like Doc said today, like if you're not running things the way they're supposed to be run, then you're just you're 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 making it way too hard on yourself, and you're making it all these individual efforts. And I thought that's what it was too, just a lot of guys playing individually and the team just not being cohesive, really in the least. We touched on Joel Embiid, and I. I just have my concerns that and it's, you know, you see the narratives out there and all the dumb stuff and don't listen to any of it. It's all dumb. The guy has an orbital bone fracture in his face. He's got a torn ligament in his right shooting thumb. Like, to people like that will say like, oh, Joel Embiid is not, you know, he needs to give them everything. I think he is giving them everything. Like, I I don't know that Joel Embiid could give them much more and that's not an indictment on Joel Embiid. That's That the human body can only do and overcome so much before you kind of like you can't do anymore. And I, I, I maybe Joel Embiid has something else in there. Maybe he can reach down and find something else. But my point in saying that is you can't expect that. That shouldn't be the expectation. That should be he's special and he can do it. But you can't expect that. What you can expect. It's for the other guys to step up. Again, Tyrese Maxey, he's a second-year guy. He's only 21 years old. I get all that, but, man, he's played such a big part in this. You need more. Without question, you need more from James Harden. You need him to be – and, again, it doesn't have to be – everyone's obsessed with scoring. Everyone's obsessed with, oh, he's only scored you know more than 25 points once and all that. I, I get all that, but that's not, to me, where my concern is with James Harden. You need James Harden to take over the game. You need him to be the point guard. You need him to control things, control the offense, get the guys organized, and just make Miami feel him and have to account for him. That's the bigger thing to me than scoring X amount of points. X amount of points are great. You scores 30-plus points, that's wonderful. But I don't think that's, that, that is the bigger thing. I think the bigger thing is him just making an impact in whatever way he can. I want to close on this. We we've been talking about it all series long, and, and it's just this might just be the reality of the series creeping in here. The one of the biggest reasons Miami was the number one seed is because of their depth. They are a deep, deep, deep basketball team. And I think that might be showing up here. I think you're seeing the Sixers maybe looking a little fatigued, and I think, too, you're not getting anything. You're not getting these bigger performances out of the, the supporting cast. Like, George Niang, Shake Milton. You need somebody. Danny Green. I mean, Danny Green had a couple of nice games in Philly, but, he, but you just need somebody out of nowhere to come in and have a big game. Like, you just need a supporting cast player to step up. You need your stars, clearly, to step up, too. But just no outlier performances... Through five games. Again, other than you know a couple big games from Danny Green. No outlier performances from the bench. And there might not be any. Because the Sixers bench, quite frankly, might not be good enough. And the Heat bench might not be better. And maybe game five is a result of the Sixers retired. The Miami can throw so many guys out on the court. And the Sixers are so reliant on their top four players. Maybe they just don't have enough. I guess we're going to find out starting in game six. Thursday night at the Wells Fargo Center. I will be there, and I will be back reporting more. Hopefully, we're talking about a Game 7 that that happens on Sunday. If not, we're going to be talking about one heck of an ugly long offseason. So we will find out soon enough. This is Paul Hudger, community producer for Liberty Ballers, and you uh, are on the Sixers beat, and I will talk to you next time. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of.